You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, and as always, I'm coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out and listening to this episode of the podcast. Stoked to dive into this topic. I believe this is very important and controversial, obviously. We're going to tackle the topic of what do you do when you work for a company that you morally disagree with or that the company you work for has passed some regulation or policy uh, that you morally object to based on biblical convictions. Before we dive in, let me just welcome all the new listeners to the podcast. I know there are lots of people that have been uh, finding the podcast, kind of stumbling across uh, the podcast on Twitter or Facebook. Maybe you're listening to this right now because you, you saw it on social media, you hit the link, and, and now you're just playing this for the first time. Hey, welcome. Thank you for, for listening today. I really uh, appreciate that. Uh, also, if you like what you hear, know that you can subscribe to the podcast right underneath the audio player, you should see two links. One that says subscribe with iTunes. The other says subscribe with Android. Just click whichever one applies to you and uh, and it'll, that'll open the podcast up in the app. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It guarantees that every episode gets delivered directly to you so that you can get every episode as soon as they are published. You can also find us on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. So if you prefer one of those apps, you can find us there. All right, let's dive into the meat of this episode, the topic at hand, dealing with uh, you know, an employer that passes a regulation or policy with which we morally disagree. Uh, reminder, back in episode 75, I answered the question, how should we as Christians respond to the transgender bathroom debate? Uh, the most notable, you know, recent things that have happened is a, a law that was passed in North Carolina stating that people must use the bathroom of their biological birth. And then recently, Target, reached one of the largest retailers in the United States, passing a, a regulation saying that they will, they will basically allow anyone of any any gender to use any of the bathrooms that they identify with in all of their stores. So obviously two sides of the debate. There's a variety of people on, on different sides and a whole bunch of different elements to this. Back in episode 75, I dealt with how do we as Christians respond to this debate. In this specific episode, I want to speak to what do we do when we are the employee working for the organization that passes the regulation. So what do you do if you're the employee? Let's say you work for Target and you disagree on moral grounds with, with the policy they've passed. What are you to do? Uh, first, let me say this. It is perfectly acceptable and it is right, morally right, to reject ideology that you find morally wrong. And it is biblically expected. It's perfectly okay for you to say, I disagree with this thing based on biblical grounds. There will be a lot of people in our society that will make grand effort to make you feel like you are wrong for disagreeing, that you are a bigot, or that you're prejudiced, or that you're in some way backwards, that you're going to be on the wrong side of history, all those things. Let me tell you. If you have a biblical conviction, it is absolutely appropriate and it is expected for you to clearly articulate and what, why you believe what you believe and to stand on truth. That is perfectly okay. You will be made to feel like you are wrong for doing that, but I want to let you know you are not wrong for doing that. Of course, there is an appropriate way to do it, right? Peter tells us, the apostle Peter tells us to give a, a hope to always give an account or a reason for the hope that we have in us. 
uh, but to always do it with gentleness and respect. So we have to always remember that while we stand for truth, we always seek to be gentle, to be respectful with all people. So that's extremely important. The second thing to remember, uh, or the second thing to ask, you know, and that we are asking in this debate is, are we legally bound to compromise our conscience? You know, in the United States, this is this has now become a gray area. This hasn't, this wasn't always a gray area, but but you know, this has become a gray area, and there's no doubt that this will go to the Supreme Court at some point in the near future. I'm convinced of that at this point, and obviously the Supreme Court will determine if this is legal or not. So right now, whether or not it's legal is is kind of up in the air. Uh, but there's a lot of scenarios. Like it's not just the target employee currently. There's lots of people. These are all real scenarios. I mean, th- th- does a nurse that has religious objections to abortion have to participate in abortions? Right? There are some hospitals in some regions of the United States that perform abortions. The nurses there sh- that have that have a religious objection to abortion should not be forced to participate in those abortions. And that that was a real case that has been fought in the courts. Or how about a Muslim truck driver who refuses to transport alcohol for a for a company? Maybe he works for a company that transports lots of things. And in one of his runs, they want to give him alcohol, and he refuses to do it because he's vehemently against the consumption of alcohol. Is he legally right to do that? How about the past? That, that works for the postal office. What if there's a mailman who's a pacifist who's at, who's adamantly against war? Does he have the right to refuse to deliver draft registration forms? Does he have the right to do that? How about the, the, the Jehovah Witness employee that refuses to raise a flag at a school or at a government job? Does a Jehovah Witness employee ref, have the right to refuse that? How about a vegetarian school bus driver who refuses to hand out hamburger coupons because he doesn't want to promote the consumption of hamburgers? Again, that's that's a real story in the United States that actually happened. Right? How about the the baker or the cake maker who refuses to make a cake for a gay couple? Are they legally allowed to do that? I mean, that, that's happened several times in the United States, and they've been drastically attacked, and in some cases, lost their business licenses licenses in certain parts of the United States because they're being seen as discriminatory. Is that legal? Can a Christian biology teacher, uh, you know, uh, refuse to teach the theory of evolution as absolute fact? Now, he has to teach the theory, but does he have to teach it as an absolute fact? Can he can he cl- call it a theory? Can he teach multiple theories, or is he mandated to keep his mouth shut about his own personal opinions when he's teaching in the biology class? These are all very important questions. That these are all real scenarios. By the way, everything I've just li- listed, these are all very real scenarios of people in the United States dealing with things and trying to figure out is it legal. You see, I would love to see legal requirements and laws passed and mandates passed by governments and employers that that would allow for employers to adjust their expectations to fit the moral conscience of their employees and the taxpayers. I, I would prefer that. And my understanding uh, and my interpretation of the Federal Civil Rights Act says that that protection is there, that it is legal for the for people to reject certain things based on moral grounds, that the that the pacifist mailman could refuse to deliver draft registration. My understanding of the federal, uh, you know, the Federal Civil Rights Act. It says that that a nurse could refuse to participate in an abortion, or that a vegetarian school bus driver could refuse to hand out uh, hamburger coupons that are given to him by his employer. Like I believe that that the law does state that, but the laws have been 
been, first of all, they're being changed, they're being modified, or in many cases, the courts are now interpreting those laws very, very differently than they've ever been traditionally uh, interpreted. And so that leads us to a, to a point where we don't know. I, I do not think this will be the, that it will be gray in the United States. Again, at some point, this is going to the Supreme Court, and my guess is that, that all of those sorts of things are going to become illegal, that there's going to be serious consequences for all of us that refuse to participate in certain things because of biblical convictions. Um, right now, it's gray. Eventually, we're going to be considered outlaws, at least for, for a long time. So what do we do? You know, What do we as Christians who maybe work for organizations, how do we approach this? Uh, number, number one, let me say this. We have to draw the line somewhere. Somewhere we're gonna to have to draw the line eventually. That's the bottom line. Like, and where you draw the line, and where all where I draw the line might be a little bit different. I know some people be like, "Well, Kenny, this is a cop out." Like, but here's the reality: like, whatever you choose may be different than what I choose. It may vary from circumstance to circumstance. Here's what we must do: we must listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen, God is always talking to us. The Holy Spirit is always speaking, and the Holy Spirit wants to guide us in the truth. Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to guide you to the right answer and to the truth more than you want to be in truth, okay? It's God's desire for you to hear his voice and live out biblical convictions. It's very clear. John 16, 13, Jesus tells us that the, the Holy Spirit will come. He will be the spirit of truth. He will guide us into truth. 1 John 2, 27, the apostle John tells us that you don't have to worry when you don't have a teacher for, for the anointing that 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 spirit that God puts on us will guide us into all truth and teach us all things. Like if we stop and genuinely ask God, if we engage with the Holy Spirit every day, if we, we, we cultivate a friendship with God every day in our life and we are genuinely listening to listening for his voice, I promise he will speak to you very clearly about what you should or should not do. And what you choose to do and what I choose to do may be different based upon who you are and your circumstances. We all have different convictions. We all have slightly different interpretations of, of different you know, ethics and morality from the scriptures. Uh, and that's okay. So you got to determine for you what you believe is right. Let me give you an example. For me, I make websites and I host websites for a living. That's, that's my primary bread and butter in terms of uh, my finances. Some of my clients are churches and Christian nonprofits, but many of my clients are not. Many of my clients are companies that are owned by people that have no real religious affiliation whatsoever. And I know that I am helping businesses expand their profits. And in many cases, the owners of those companies are going to use those profits to spend their money in such a way that is sinful, in a way that I would not endorse or not appreciate. When, when the Apostle Paul was a tent maker, do you think he only made tents for Christians? That's how he made money. He sold, he made tents for people. Like, well, clearly he was making tents for people who weren't Christians. And clearly those people were going to use those tents to do sinful things at some point, right? Like, like the idea that we're going to have no correspondence with unbelievers or not help them in any way is simply, it's just simply unrealistic. But what I have drawn the line is that I will not build a website that directly promotes something that I disagree with. So I am not going to build a website or host a website for, for a porn company because I'm adamantly against pornography, right? I am not going to build a website for a company that exploits child labor overseas or exploits the fact that there are many uh, countries that don't have quality child labor laws. I will not build a website for a, a local Mormon temple or a local Muslim mosque helping them expand their religion with which I vehemently disagree. I have drawn certain lines and I expect you to draw the lines in your business. Say, hey, listen, I refuse to do this, this, or this. But the reality is I have certain clients 
that are certain businesses that I think there are other Christians out there that would disagree and say, you should not build a website for them. I'll give you a prime example. My largest client has a very uh, huge chunk of his website devoted to fantasy football. I know there are people out there that would say fantasy football is wrong because it's considered gambling. There are people out there who would morally object to fantasy football. And if you are one of those people that I would encourage you, don't do business or don't help promote a business that promotes fantasy football. I do not have a moral objection to fantasy football. So I draw the line and I think that's okay. But you have to draw the line wherever you believe it's appropriate for you. I'm asking you to engage with the Holy Spirit. Desperately get on your face before God. Beg and plead for, for God to speak to you and, and, to, for, and, and actually have the audacity to obey what he's telling you to do. Like you have to draw the line where you feel it is appropriate. And, you, and as you're doing that, you need to ask yourself a few questions. Let me give you a few questions to ask as you're seeking where to draw the line. Number one, you ask yourself, is this really a big deal? Like, is this thing they're asking me to do a really big deal? If you work at Target and you think it's a really big deal that what Target has passed a law that says that any person of any gender can use any bathroom they identify with, if you think that's a really big deal, then I encourage you to quit. That, that's what I would do. If you think it's like it's bothersome and it's frustrating, but maybe not a huge deal, then keep your job. Like it's up to you, right? Like you have to make a determination and I'm not going to tell you if you're, if you're right or you're wrong. Okay. The other thing you have to ask yourself is, can I reconcile this? Like, is there a way for me to say, this is a big deal. This is wrong, but I can reconcile this. Let's say there's a nurse who works for a hospital that performs abortions. The nurse may say, this is absolutely wrong and I'm going to quit and not work at this hospital. I'm going to work at a hospital that, that doesn't do abortions. If, if a nurse chose to do that, I would say that's perfectly appropriate. But if a different nurse who's also a Christian says, well, this hospital performs abortions, I'm going to still work here, but I'm going to refuse to work in any department that does abortion. I'm only going to work in departments that don't. And maybe, maybe a nurse decides to do that. Then I would say that's also perfectly appropriate. You see, like there could be two nurses with biblical convictions and the same moral objection, but they decide to reconcile it differently. And that's okay. Again, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. How to reconcile this? Can I reconcile this? The other question you need to ask yourself as you're seeking to reconcile this is, am I being inconsistent or being a hypocrite in any way whatsoever? Like, are there some things that seem to bother you, but there are other things that seem not to bother you? Like, I know people who work for companies that, that and a company will do something, they'll go, I can't believe my boss did this, but yet their boss will do these other things, or their company does these other things, and the Christian seemingly has no objection to those things. Like, sometimes it seems inconsistent. And so what I would say is, listen, if, if you're being inconsistent, maybe you can drop the issue. Or maybe you pick up this issue, and then you also pick up all the other ones. Like, if there's 10 issues that, that your boss is doing or your company is doing, that you find morally wrong, listen, don't object to just one or two of them, okay? Like, object to all of them and try to reconcile all of them. Don't pick and choose. Be morally consistent as you approach the debate. And then the other thing is, this is the question I often ask myself. This is basically how I draw my lines. And that is, am I directly participating in the destruction of another human being or their God-given potential? Like, the reason why... I cannot participate in a website that is pornographic. I can't help them build their business is because I believe they are exploiting women and they are directly destroying particular human beings or their God-given potential, both the people participating in the videos as well as people watching. I believe that they are participating in the destruction of, of God-given potential. So let's say you work for Target. You got to ask yourself, does the company I work for directly contribute to the destruction of human beings or their God-given potential. Does Target do that? 
Uh, probably not, no. Okay, then the next question is, does my job or what I'm doing at Target directly involve or contribute to the, to the destruction of a particular human being or a group of human beings and their God-given potential? That's the question you have to then ask yourself. Does your job directly involve the destruction of people or the destruction of their God-given potential? Well, if the answer is yes, then I would then I would encourage you to seriously consider quitting that job. Like chances are if you're a cashier at Target, the way you do your job and the way you serve Target does not contribute to the destruction of any person or their potential. So chances are it's probably okay. Again, you have to determine for you what you believe is right or wrong. It's, it's between you and the Lord, you and the Holy Spirit. But those are the questions that I ask myself. So that's number one is you got to engage with the Holy Spirit and you got to draw the lines for yourself. The second overarching thing you got to do is you got to be very clear in your language. Be very clear. Let me. I have a friend of mine who is a, uh, a science teacher at a high school. He's a Christian. He rejects the idea of the theory of evolution. Uh, he rejects an old earth. He believes that the earth is just a few thousand years old, not millions and millions of years old. Years old. So he teaches evolution because it's required of him, but he makes it clear. And he says, this is the theory of evolution. That There are many people out there that embrace this theory. So it's very clear in his language, right? If you work for Target and, and uh, while you're working, an employee comes up or a customer comes up to you and says, you know, what do you think? You can say, well, the Target policy is this, ma'am, and you can blah, 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 blah. You can give it. You don't have to embrace it yourself. You can clearly say it. Now, if someone asks you, like if a student asks a Christian biologist, do you believe in the theory of evolution? He is allowed to say in most places, I do not embrace this theory. I believe it is one of many theories and it is not the one that I believe in. In some school districts, he's not allowed to say that, right? Like it's a gray area. So you have to know what is allowed in your scenario. If you work for Target or for any corporation, you need to know what your corporation is requiring of you. But I would encourage you to be very precise and very clear in your language. Third, I'd encourage you to dialogue with your boss or with whomever. Now, you got to be very careful because you potentially could lose your job over this. But maybe you can go to your boss or your, you know, or someone that you work with and, and kind of dialogue about how you can reconcile this and say, listen, I'm against this morally. I have a moral objection. What can we do so that I can still work here without violating my conscience? And then the last thing I would encourage everyone to do, to remember over and over and over again, be kind. I know I've already said this uh, earlier in this episode, but I just need to say it again. Be kind. When you have a moral objection, the onus is on you. You are obligated to give a double dose of kindness in a way you've never given before. A normal form of kindness is not good enough in these moments. You're going to be labeled a bigot. You're going to be attacked in a variety of ways. And in order to disarm that, you must go over the top in being respectful, in treating people with dignity, in being gentle, and being kind. This is the only way you're going to be able to garner respect with people in order, in order so that you can have the platform and the opportunity to speak truth. Now, you may be extremely kind, and you still might suffer the consequences of your belief. That's okay. That's expected, right? The Bible tells us we as Christians, when we stand for truth, we should expect to be persecuted. But just make sure that when people are attacking you, that they're attacking you based on your convictions, not because you were a jerk. Let's make sure that people are attacking you based on the truth for which you stand, not attacking you because of the way you stood for truth. If we do these things, I believe the Holy Spirit will guide us, will lead us. And even when we are attacked or labeled as bigots, that God will still give us opportunities to proclaim the gospel. Man, thank you for listening to this uh, episode of the podcast. So thankful that you would take a few minutes out. I sure hope this has been helpful and insightful for you. If you have a question that you'd like to have answered on the podcast, please do not hesitate. Shoot me an email, 
Ortiz at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. As always, our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up the Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a star!